0: Section 22 of The Glories of Ireland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. The Glories of Ireland. Edited by Joseph Dunn and P.J. Lennox. The Irish in the United States. Part 2. By Michael J. O'Brien, historiographer, American-Irish Historical Society. Although it does not appear that Irish immigrants settled in the province of New York, in such large numbers as in other sections, yet as far back as the third quarter of the seventeenth century, Irish names are found on the records of the colony. O'Callaghan, the eminent archivist and historian, refers to Dr. William Hayes, formerly of Berry's Court, Ireland, as one of New York's physicians in the year sixteen forty seven and From the same authority we learn that there were settlers and Indian fighters in New Netherland named Barrett, Fitzgerald, Dowdle, Collins, and Quinn in sixteen fifty seven in records relating to the war with the esopus indians 1663 and in fact as early as 1658 frequent references are made to thomas the irishman whose name was thomas lewis a refugee from ireland to holland after the cromwellian war lewis is on record in sixteen eighty three as one of the wealthiest merchants of new york and a large owner of real estate in the present downtown portion of the city such names as patrick hayes john daly john Quigley, and dennis mccarty appear among its businessmen between sixteen sixty six and sixteen seventy two and in a census of the city of new york of the year seventeen hundred three we find people named flynn walsh dooley gillen carroll ken gurney hart mooney moran lynch kearney and others all freemen of the city of new york in the poll list of the city from seventeen forty one to seventeen sixty one more than one hundred such names appear while among the advertisers in the new york newspapers all through the eighteenth century i find a large number of characteristic irish names one would scarcely expect to find an irishman in the old dutch settlement of beverwick as early as sixteen forty five yet such is the case for jan andreessen the irishman von dubling john anderson the irishman from dublin is mentioned as the owner of considerable landed property in the neighbourhood of albany and catskill and in every mention of this ancient pioneer he is referred to as the irishman at albany between sixteen sixty six and sixteen ninety we find people named connell daly larkin shaw hogan and finn all irishmen and in jonathan pearson's genealogies of the first settlers of the ancient county of albany and in his genealogies of the first settlers of the patent and city of schenectady i find one hundred thirty-five distinctive irish names these were mostly merchants farmers artisans millers and backwoodsmen the pioneers who with their dutch neighbors blazed the trail of civilization through that section rolled back the savage red man and marked along the banks of the hudson and mohawk rivers the sites of future towns and cities in the rate lists of long island between sixteen thirty eight and sixteen seventy five i find kelly dalton wayland condon berry powers quinn kane sweeney murphy riley as well as norman english and anglo-irish names that are common to irish nomenclature hugh o'neill was a prominent resident of newtown long island in sixteen fifty five In a report to the Lord President, dated September 6, 1687, Governor Dongan recommended that natives of Ireland be sent to colonize here, where they may live and be very happy. Numbers of them evidently accepted the invitation, for many Irishmen are mentioned in the public documents of the province during the succeeding twenty years that the irish continued to settle in the province all through the eighteenth century may be seen from the announcements in the new york newspapers of the time and other authentic records the most important of these in point of numbers and character of the immigrants were those made in orange county in seventeen twenty nine under the leadership of james clinton from longford and at cherry valley in otsego county twelve years later. On the Orange County Assessment and Revolutionary Rolls, and down to the year 1800, there is a very large number of Irish names, and in some sections they constituted nearly the entire population. In the northwestern part of New York, Irishmen are also found about the time of the Franco-English War. They were not only among those settlers who followed the peaceful pursuits of tilling and building— but they were the men behind the guns who held the marauding indians in check and repelled the advances of the french through that territory in this war irish soldiers fought on both sides and in the journals of the marquis of montcalm may be seen references to the english garrison at oswego which in august 1756 surrendered to that same irish brigade by which they had been defeated eleven years before on the battlefield of fontenoy in the manuscripts of sir william johnson are also found some interesting items indicating that irishmen were active participants in the frontier fighting about that time and in one report to him dated may twenty eighth seventeen fifty six from the commandant of an english regiment Reference is made to the great numbers of Irish Papists among the Delaware and Susquehanna Indians who have done a world of prejudice to English interests. The early records, with hardly an exception, contain Irish names, showing that the exiles from Arran came to the province of New York in considerable numbers during the 18th century the baptismal and marriage records of the dutch reformed and protestant churches of new york city of the dutch churches at kingston albany schenectady and other towns the muster rolls of the troops enrolled for the french indian and revolutionary wars the land grants and other provincial records at albany the newspapers the town county and family histories and other early chronicles supplemented by authoritative publications such as those of the new york historical and genealogical and biographical societies these are the depositories of the evidence that thousands of irish people settled in the province of new york and constituted no inconsiderable proportion of the total population the majority of the irish residents of new york whose marriages are recorded in the dutch reformed church were doubtless of the catholic faith but as it was necessary to comply with the established law and also so that their offspring might be legitimate they could be bound in wedlock only by a recognized minister of the gospel as there was no catholic church in new york prior to seventeen eighty six the ceremony had to be performed in the dutch reformed or protestant church many of these catholics were refugees from ireland on account of the religious persecutions like the people of ireland in all ages they were devoted to their religion and while no doubt They eschewed for a while association with the established churches, yet, as time went on, they and their children were gradually drawn into religious intercourse with the other sects, until, eventually, they became regular communicants of those churches. The variations which from time to time were wrought in their names brought them further and further away from what they had been in their new surroundings, both social and religious, they themselves changed, so that their children, who in many cases married into the neighboring Dutch and French families, became as wholly un-Irish in manner and sentiment, as if they had sprung from an entirely different race. That fact, however, does not admit of their being now included in the category Anglo-Saxon in a work entitled names of persons for whom marriage licenses were issued by the secretary of the province of new york previous to seventeen eighty four compiled by gideon j tucker when secretary of state and taken from the early records of the office of the secretary of state at albany we find ample corroboration of the church records page after page of this book looks more like some record of the province of munster than of the province of new york it is a quarto volume printed in small type in double columns and there are eleven pages wholly devoted to persons whose names commence with mac and three to the o's nearly every name common to ireland is here represented new york as a province and as a state is much indebted to irish genius ireland gave the province its most noted governor in the person of thomas dongan from county kildare and in later years sir william johnson from county meath governor of the indians from new york to the mississippi it gave the state its first governor george clinton son of an immigrant from county Longford and to the city its first mayor after the revolution james duane son of anthony duane from county galway fulton an irishman's son gave america priority in the conquest of the seas christopher Collis, a native of cork was the originator of the grand scheme which united the waters of the atlantic and the lakes one of the greatest works of internal improvement ever effected in the united states while the gigantic project was carried to a successful end through the influence and direction of governor dewitt clinton the grandson of an irishman many of the pioneer settlers of new jersey were irish as early as sixteen eighty three a colony from tipperary in ireland located at Cohansey in salem county and in the same year a number of settlers also described as from temporary ireland located in monmouth county in the county records of new jersey irish names are met with frequently between the years sixteen seventy six and sixteen ninety eight several of the local historians testify to the presence and influence of irishmen in the early days of the colony and in the voluminous new jersey archives may be found references to the large number of irish redemptioners some of whom after their terms of service had expired received grants of land and in time became prosperous farmers and merchants perhaps the most noted irishman in new jersey in colonial days was michael Carney, a native of cork and ancestor of general philip kearney of civil war fame who was secretary and treasurer of the province in 1723 all through the west and southwest irishmen are found in the earliest days of authentic history along the ohio kentucky wabash and tennessee rivers they were the pioneers who first trod the wilderness of that vast territory as early as sixteen ninety an irish trader named doherty crossed the mountains into what is now Kentucky, and we are told by Filson, the noted French historian and explorer of Kentucky, that the first white man who discovered this region, 1754, was one James McBride, who, in all probability, was an Irishman. The first white child born in Cincinnati was a son of an Irish settler named John Cummins, The first house built on its site was erected by Captain Hugh McGarry, while the McGarry's, Dentons, and Hogans formed the first domestic circle in Kentucky. Prior to the Revolution, Indian traders from western Pennsylvania had penetrated into this region, and we learn from authentic sources that no small percentage of those itinerant merchants of the West were Irishmen. Among the leading and earliest colonists of the Bluegrass State, who accompanied Daniel Boone, the ubiquitous Irish were represented by men bearing such names as Mooney, McManus, Sullivan, Drennan, Logan, Casey, Fitzpatrick, Dunleavy, Cassidy, Duran, Doherty, Lynch, Ryan, McNeil, McGee, Riley, Flynn, and the noted McAfee brothers— all natives of Ireland or sons of Irish immigrants. Irishmen and their sons figured prominently in the field of early Western politics. In the Kentucky legislature, I find such names as Connor, Cassidy, Cleary, Conway, Casey, Cavan, Doolin, Doherty, Gayohegan, Mayer, Morrison, Moran, McMahon, McFall, McClanahan, O'Bannon, Powers, and a number of others evidently of irish origin on the bench we find o'hara boyle and Berry, among the many distinguished men who reflected honour upon the west judge william t Berry of lexington ranks high for great ability and lofty virtues simon kenton famed in song and story, who battled with the Indians in a hundred encounters and wrested Kentucky from the savage, was an Irishman's son, while among its famous Indian fighters were Colonels Andrew Hines, William Casey, and John O'Bannon, Majors Bulger, McMullen, McGarry, McBride, Butler, and Cassidy, and Captains, McMahon, Malarkey, Doyle, Phelan, and Brady. Allen, butler campbell montgomery and rowan counties kentucky are named after natives of ireland and boyle breckinridge carroll casey davies mcgoffin kenton mccracken meade Menifee, clinton and fulton counties were named in honor of descendants of irish settlers in the councils of the first territorial legislature of missouri were sullivan cassidy murphy mcdermott mcgrady flowerty McGuire, Dunn, and Hogan, and among the merchants, lawyers, and bankers in the pioneer days of St. Louis, there were a number of Irishmen, the most noted of whom Melanfi, Gilhuli, O'Fallon, Connor, O'Hara, Dillon, Rankin, McGennis, and Walsh. In all early histories of Missouri towns and counties, Irish names are mentioned, and in many instances, they are on record as the first settlers and so it was all through the west in ohio indiana iowa and illinois across the rolling prairies and the mountains beyond the mississippi and the missouri in the earliest days of colonization of that vast territory we can follow the irish trek in quest of new homes and fortunes they were part of that irresistible human current that swept beyond the ranges of colorado and kansas and across the sierra nevada until it reached the pacific and in the forefront of those pathfinders and pioneers we find martin murphy the first to open a wagon trail to california from the east the names of don timoteo murphy of jasper o'farrell of dolan's Burks, breen's and halloran's are linked with the annals of the coast while that territory was still under spanish rule and when fremont crossed the plains and planted the bear flag beyond the sierras we find irishmen among his trusted lieutenants an irishman captain patrick connor first penetrated the wilderness of utah a descendant of an irishman hall j kelly was the explorer of oregon Philip Nolan and Thomas O'Connor were foremost among those brave spirits whose daring and persistency finally added the Lone Star State to the American Union, and the famous Arctic explorer, scientist, and scholar, Dr. Alicia Kent Kane, was a descendant of John O'Kane, who came from Ireland to the province of New York in 1752 to form any reliable estimate of the numerical strength of the irish and their descendants in the united states would i believe be a hopeless task and while several have attempted to do so i am of the opinion that all such estimates should be discarded as mere conjecture indeed there is no standard or fixed rule or principle, by which a correct judgment of the racial composition of the early inhabitants of the United States can now be formed, and the available statistics on the subject are incomplete and confusing. The greatest obstacle in determining this question is found in the names of the immigrants themselves. With names such as Smith, Mason, Carpenter, and Taylor, white brown black and grey forest wood mountain and vale and other names that are similarly derived the first thought is that they are of english origin yet we know that for centuries past such names have been numerous in ireland and there are many irish families so named who are of as pure celtic blood as any bearing the old gaelic patronymics by a law passed in the second year of the reign of edward the fourth natives of ireland were forced to adopt english surnames this act was substantially as follows an act that irishmen dwelling in the counties of etc shall go apparelled like englishmen and wear their beards in english manner swear allegiance and take english surnames which surnames shall be of one town as sutton chester trim scrin cork kinsale or colours as white black brown or arts or sciences as smith or carpenter or office as cook butler etc and it is enacted that he and his issue shall use his name under pain of forfeiting of his goods yearly etc this act could be enforced only upon those irish families who dwelt within the reach of english law and as emigrants from those districts deprived of their pure celtic names came to america in an english guise and in english vessels they were officially recorded as english moreover numbers of irish frequently crossed the channel and began their voyage from english ports where they had to take on new names sometimes arbitrarily and sometimes voluntarily for purposes of concealment either by transforming their original names into english or adopting names similar to those above referred to these names were generally retained on this side of the atlantic so as not to arouse the prejudice of their english neighbours in complying with the statute above quoted some irish families accepted the rather doubtful privilege of translating their names into their english equivalents we have examples of this in such names as summers anglicised from MacGoran, presumably derived from the Gaelic word signifying summer, Smith from MacGowan, meaning the son of the smith, Jackson and Johnson, a literal translation from McShane, meaning the son of John, and Whitcomb from Cairnan, meaning literally a white comb. In addition to this, in the case of some of those Irish immigrants whose family names were not changed in Ireland, their descendants appear in a much disguised form in the colonial records through the mistakes of clergymen court clerks registrars and others who had difficulty in pronouncing gaelic names letters became inserted or dropped and the names were written down phonetically in the mutations of time even these names became still further changed and we find that the descendants of the irish themselves after the lapse of a generation or two deliberately changed their names usually by suppressing the milesian prefixes mac and o thus we have the laughlin and claflin families who are descended from a MacLaughlin an irish settler in massachusetts in the seventeenth century the bryans from william o'brien a captain in sarfield's army who after the fall of limerick in sixteen ninety one settled in pasquatank county north carolina and one of whose descendants is william jennings bryan now secretary of state the donnells of maine from an o'donnell who located in the saco valley and at the land office at annapolis i have found the descendants of roger o'dew who came to maryland about sixteen sixty five recorded under the surnames of roger Dew and dewey i find dennis or O'Dear, oh written down on the talbot county maryland records of the year sixteen sixty seven with his name reversed and to-day his descendants are known as dennis many such instances appear in the early records and when we find a new england family rejoicing in the name of Navalus, we know that the limit has been reached and while we cannot admire the attempt to disguise an ancient and honourable name we are amused at the obvious transposition of sullivan thus we see that numerous though the old irish names are on american records they do not by any means indicate the extent of the celtic element which established itself in the colonies so that there is really no means of determining exactly what ireland has contributed to the american commonwealth we only know that a steady stream of irish immigrants has crossed the seas to the american continent beginning with the middle of the seventeenth century, and that many of those exiles from Erin or their sons, became prominent as leaders in every station in life in the new country. Nor is the first census of the United States any criterion in this regard, for the obvious reason that the enumerators made no returns of unmarried persons, this fact is important when we consider that the irish exodus of the eighteenth century was largely comprised of the youth of the country although the first census was made in seventeen ninety the first regular record of immigration was not begun until thirty years later and it is only from the records kept after that time that we can depend upon actual official figures during the decade following eighteen twenty Ireland contributed more than 40% of the entire immigration to America from all European countries and the Irish emigration statistics show that between 1830 and 1907, the number of people who left Ireland was 6,049,432, the majority of whom came to America the westminster review volume one hundred thirty three page two hundred ninety three in an article on the irish americans puts a series of questions as follows is the american republic in any way indebted to those irish citizens have they with their large numbers high social standing great places of trust contributed aught to her glory or added aught to her commercial greatness refined her social taste or assisted in laying the foundations of the real happiness of her people the real security of her laws the influence of her civic virtues which more than anything else give power and permanency to a nascent and mighty nation the answer is unquestionably affirmative we have only to look back on the past and to scan the present state of american affairs to feel certain of this if it be further asked does this statement stand the test of strict investigation the answer must also be in the affirmative for in almost every line of progress the irish in america have contributed their share of leaders and pioneers thus proving that there are characteristics among even the poor irish driven to emigration for an existence that are as capable of development as those possessed by any other race when we scan the intellectual horizon we see many men of great force of character preachers and teachers statesmen and scholars philanthropists and founders of institutions scientists and engineers historians and journalists artists and authors lawyers and doctors of celtic race and blood while in the industrial field as builders of steamships and railroads and promoters of public works as merchants manufacturers and bankers and in all other fields of endeavor we find the American Irish controlling factors in the upbuilding of the republic. Of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, Thornton, Taylor, and Smith were natives of Ireland. McKean, Reed, and Rutledge were of Irish parentage. Lynch and Carroll were grandsons of Irishmen. Whipple and Hancock were of Irish descent on the maternal side. And O'Hart irish pedigrees declares that robert treat payne was a great-grandson of henry o'neill hereditary prince of ulster who changed his name to that of one of his maternal ancestors so as to save his estates it was an irishman who first read the immortal document to the public an irishman first printed it and an irishman published it for the first time with facsimiles of the signatures at least six american presidents had more or less of the celtic strain president jackson whose parents came from county down more than once expressed his pride in his irish ancestry arthur's parents were from antrim buchanan's from donegal and mckinley's grandparents came from the same vicinity theodore roosevelt boasts among his ancestors two direct lines from ireland and the first American ancestor of President Polk was a Pollock from Donegal. The present occupant of the White House, Woodrow Wilson, is also of Irish descent. Among the distinguished vice-presidents of the United States were George Clinton and John C. Calhoun, sons of immigrants from Longford and Donegal, respectively, and Calhoun's successor as chairman of the Committee on Foreign Relations was John Smiley, a native of Newtownards, County Down. Among American governors since 1800, we find such names as Barry, Brady, Butler, Carroll, Clinton, Conway, Carney, Connolly, Curtin, Collins, Donaghy, Downey, Early, Fitzpatrick, Flanagan, Geary, Gorman, Hannigan, Kavanaugh, Kearney, Logan, Lynch. Murphy, Moore, McKinley, McGill, Meagher, McGrath, Mahone, McCormick, O'Neill, O'Farrell, Orr, Roan, Filey, Sullivan, Sharkey, Smith, Talbot, and Welsh. All of Irish descent. Today, we have as governors of states, Glynn in New York, Don in Illinois, Walsh in Massachusetts, O'Neill in Alabama, Burke in North Carolina, Carry in wyoming mcgovern in wisconsin mccreary in kentucky and tenor in pennsylvania and not alone is the governor of the last mentioned state a native of ireland but so also are its junior united states senator the secretary of the commonwealth and its adjutant general in the political life of america many of the sons of ireland have risen to eminence and in the legislative halls at the national capital the names of kelly fitzpatrick broderick casserly farley logan harlan hannigan adair barry rowan gorman kennedy lyon fitzgerald fair sewell kernan butler moore regan mahone walsh and flanagan are still spoken of with respect among the lawmakers of the nation William Dera Kelly served in Congress for 50 years, and it remained for James Shields to hold the unique distinction of representing three different states at different times in the Senate of the United States. Senator Shields was a native of County Tyrone in the judiciary have been many shining lights of irish origin the chief justice of the united states supreme court is edward d white grandson of a ninety-eight rebel and one of his ablest associates is joseph mckenna no more erudite a profound lawyer than charles o'connor has adorned his profession and it can be said with truth that his career has remained unrivaled in american history james t brady daniel doherty thomas addis emmett and charles o'neill were among the most eminent lawyers america has known while the names of dennis o'brien chief justice of the new york court of appeals john d o'neill who occupied a like elevated place on the bench of south carolina john d phelan of the alabama supreme court richard o'gorman charles p daly hugh rutledge morgan j o'brien and others of like origin are household words in the legal annals of america there is no state in the union where an irish american lawyer has not distinguished himself the history of medicine in the united states is adorned with the names of many physicians of irish birth or blood several irish surgeons rendered valuable services in the army of the revolution among whom are found doctors mcdonough mchenry mccloskey mccalla burke irvine and williamson dr john cochrane was appointed by washington surgeon general of the army dr james Lina of charleston a native of ireland became Surgeon General of South Carolina, in recognition of his valuable services to the Patriot Army. Dr. John McKinley, a native of Ireland, who was a famous physician in his day, became the first governor of Delaware. Dr. Ephraim McDowell is known in the profession as the father of ovariotomy, as is Dr. William J. McNevin, the father of American chemistry. Dr. John Byrne of New York had a worldwide fame, and his papers on gynecology have been pronounced by the medical press as the best printed in any language. One of the most conspicuous figures in medicine in the United States was Dr. Jerome Cochran of Alabama, Drs. Junius F. Lynch of Florida, Charles McCrary of Kentucky, Hugh McGuire and Hunter McGuire of Virginia matthew c mcgannon of tennessee and james lynch charles j o'hagan and james mcbride of south carolina are mentioned prominently in the histories of their respective localities as the foremost medical men of their times while in wisconsin the pioneer physician was dr william h fox and in oregon dr john mclaughlin among new york physicians who achieved high reputations in their profession were drs thomas addis emmett frank a mcguire daniel e O'Neill, charles mcburney isaac h riley alfred l carroll howard a kelly joseph o'dwyer and james j walsh these and many others of irish descent have been honoured by medical societies as leaders and specialists while it can be said that no surgeon of the present day has achieved such a worldwide reputation as dr john b murphy of chicago among experts in medico-legal science the names of Doctors benjamin w mccready and william j o'sullivan of new york stand out prominently and among the most noted contributors to medical journals in the United States and recognized as men of great professional skill and authorities in their respective specialties have been Drs. F. D. Mooney of St. Louis, Thomas Fitzgibbon of Milwaukee, John D. Hanrahan of Rutland, James McCann and James H. McClelland of Pittsburgh, John A. Murphy and John McCurdy of Cincinnati, john keating of philadelphia john h murphy of st paul john w c o'neill of gettysburg and arthur o'neill of meadville pennsylvania indeed it can be said that american medical science owes an incalculable debt to irish genius theodore vale the presiding genius of the greatest telephone system in the world is Irish, and so is Carty, its chief engineer. Morse, the inventor of the telegraph, was the grandson of an Irishman. Henry O'Reilly built the first telegraph line in the United States, and John W. Mackey was the president of the commercial cable company. John P. Holland, the inventor of the submarine torpedo boat, was a native of County Clare, and mccormick the inventor of the reaping and mowing machine was an irishman's grandson sons of irishmen have stood in the front rank of american statesmen and diplomats who represented their country abroad to mention but a few richard o'brien appointed by jefferson american representative at Algiers; james cavanagh minister to portugal and louis mclean minister to england in eighteen twenty nine and afterwards secretary of state in eighteen thirty two in recent years an o'brien has represented american interests in italy and japan a karens in austria an egan in chile and another of the same name in denmark an o'shaughnessy in mexico a sullivan in santo domingo and an O'Rear in bolivia among historians were john gilmary shea author of numerous historical works dr robert walsh a learned historian and journalist of the last century whose literary labors were extensive mcmahon and mcsherry historians of maryland burke of virginia o'callaghan hastings and murphy of new york ramsay of south carolina and williamson of north carolina all native irishmen or sons of irish immigrants in the field of american journalism have been many able and forcible writers of irish birth or descent hugh gaine a belfast man founded the new york mercury in 1775 john dunlap founded the first daily paper in philadelphia john daly burke published the first daily paper in boston and william duane edited the aurora of philadelphia in seventeen ninety five all these were born in ireland william coleman founder of the new york evening post in eighteen hundred one was the son of an irish rebel of seventeen ninety eight thomas fitzgerald founded the philadelphia item thomas gill the new york evening star Patrick Walsh, the Augusta Chronicle, Joseph Mettle, the Chicago Tribune, Henry W. Grady edited the Atlanta Constitution, Michael D. edited the Detroit Evening News for nearly 50 years, Richard Smith, the Cincinnati Gazette, Edward L. Godkin, the New York Evening Post, William Laffin, the New York Sun, and Horace Greeley, the New York Tribune. All of these were either natives of Ireland or sprung from immigrant Irishmen, as were Oliver of the Pittsburgh Gazette, O'Neill of the Pittsburgh Dispatch, John Keating of Memphis, William D. O'Connor, and many other shining lights of American journalism during the last century. Fitzjames O'Brien was a bright, particular star in the journalistic firmament. John McGann achieved fame as a war correspondent— Patrick Barry of Rochester, an extensive writer on horticultural and kindred subjects, was a recognized leader of his craft in the United States, and William Darby, son of Patrick and Mary Darby, and Michael Toomey, were the ablest American geographers and writers on abstruse scientific subjects. In the field of poetry, we have had Theodore O'Hara, the author of that immortal poem, The Bivouac of the Dead, John Boyle O'Reilly, Thomas Dunn English, author of Ben Bolt, Father Abram Ryan, the poet-priest of the South, James Whitcomb Riley, Eleanor Donnelly, M. F. Egan, T. A. Daly, and Joseph I. C. Clarke, President of the American Irish Historical Society. To recount the successful men of affairs of Irish origin, it would be necessary to mention every branch of business and every profession, recalling but a few, Daniel O'Day, Patrick Farrelly, John and William O'Brien, Alexander T. Stewart, John Castry, Joseph J. O'Donohue, William R. Grace, John McConville, Hugh O'Neill, Alexander E. Orr, William Constable, Daniel McCormick and Dominic Lynch, all of New York, were dominant figures in the world of business. Thomas Mellon of Pittsburgh, John R. Walsh and the Cudahy Brothers of Chicago, James Phelan, Peter Donahue, Joseph A. Donahoe, and John Sullivan of San Francisco, William A. Clark and Marcus Daly of Montana, George Meade, the Mises and the Nespits, Thomas Fitzsimmons and Thomas Dolan of Philadelphia, columbus o'donnell and luke tiernan of baltimore all these have been leading merchants in their day few american financiers occupy a more conspicuous place than thomas f ryan and no great industrial leader has reached the pinnacle of success upon which stands the commanding figure of james j hill both sons of irishmen The names of Anthony N. Brady, Eugene Kelly, James S. Stranahan, and James A. Farrell, president of the United States Steel Corporation, are household words in business and financial circles. John Keating, the first paper manufacturer in New York, 1775, Thomas Fay, the first to manufacture wallpaper by machinery, who won, for his distinction, the first gold medal of the American Institute, John and Edward McLaughlin of New York, for many years the leading publishers of illustrated books, and John Bannigan of Providence, one of the largest manufacturers of rubber goods in America, were natives of Ireland. John O'Fallon and Brian Malanthi of St. Louis, and John McDonough of Baltimore, who amassed great wealth as merchants, were large contributors to charitable and educational institutions, William W. Corcoran, whose name is enshrined in the famous art gallery at Washington, contributed during his lifetime over five million dollars to various philanthropic institutions, and one of the most noted philanthropists in American history, and the first woman in America to whom a public monument was erected, was an Irish woman, Margaret Howery of New Orleans. Irishmen have shown a remarkable aptitude for the handling of large contracts, and in this field have been prominent John H. O'Rourke, James D. Leary, James Coleman, Oliver Byrne, and John D. Crimmins in New York, John B. MacDonald, the builder of New York subways, George Law, projector and promoter of public works, steamship, and railroad builder and John Roach, the famous shipbuilder of Chester, Pennsylvania. John Sullivan, a noted American engineer 100 years ago, completed the Middlesex Canal, and John McEl Murphy, whose ability as a constructing engineer was universally recognized, rendered valuable service to the United States during the Civil War. Among pioneer shipbuilders in America are noted Patrick Tracy from Wexford, And Simon Forrester from Cork, who were both at Salem, Massachusetts during the period of the revolution and rendered most valuable service to the patriot cause, and the O'Briens, Kavanaughs, and Sewells in Maine. But it is not in the material things of life alone that the Irish have been in the van. Thousands of Americans have been charmed by the operas of Victor Herbert, a grandson of Samuel Lover and with lovers of music the strains of patrick sarsfield gilmore's band still linger as a pleasant memory edward a mcdowell america's most famous composer was of irish descent the colossal statute of america on the dome of the national capital was executed by thomas crawford who was born in new york of, of irish parents in eighteen fourteen henry inman one of the very best of portrait painters was also born in new york of irish parents john singleton copley the distinguished artist came to boston from county clare in seventeen thirty six thompson the sculptor was born in queens county another noted sculptor was william d o'donovan of virginia and augustus st gaudens one of the greatest sculptors of modern times was born in dublin Other sculptors of Irish race have been elsewhere mentioned. Among America's most talented artists and portrait painters may be mentioned George P. Healy, William J. Hennessy, Thomas Moran, Henry Pelham, Henry Murray, John Neagle, and William McGrath, all of Irish birth or descent. Ireland has given many eminent churchmen to the United States— the three American cardinals, Gibbons, Farley, and O'Connell, stand out prominently, as do Archbishops Carroll, Hughes, McCloskey, Kenrick, Ryan, Ireland, Glennon, Corrigan, and Keane, all of whom have shed lustre on the church. History has given to an Irishman, Francis McKimmy of Donegal, the credit of founding Presbyterianism in America, while among noted Presbyterian divines of Irish birth, were james waddell known as the blind preacher of the wilderness thomas smith john hall francis allison william tennant and james mcgrady all men of great ability and influence in their day samuel finley president of princeton college in seventeen sixty one was a native of armagh and john blair smith famous as a preacher throughout the shenandoah valley and the first president of union college 1795 was of irish descent among the pioneer preachers of the western wilderness were mcmahon doherty quinn burke O'Cool, delaney mcgee and many others of irish origin irishmen and their sons have founded american towns and cities and the capital of the state of colorado takes its name from general james denver son of Patrick Denver, an emigrant from County Down in the year 1795. Sixty-five places in the United States are named after people bearing the Irish prefix O, and upwards of one thousand after the max, and there are two hundred fifty-three counties of the United States, and approximately seven thousand places, called by Irish family or place names. There are twenty-four Dublins. 21 Waterfords, 18 Belfasts, 16 Tyrones, 10 Limericks, 9 Antrims, 8 Sligos, 7 Derry's, 6 Corks, 5 Kildares, and so on. Immigrant Irishmen have also been the founders of prominent American families— one of the most ancient of irish patronymics mccarthy is found in the records of virginia as early as sixteen thirty five and in massachusetts in sixteen seventy five and all down through the successive generations descendants of this sept were among the leading families of the communities where they located in virginia the mccormick meade lewis preston and lynch families in the carolinas the cantys neils bryans and butlers and in maryland the carrolls and dulaneys are all descended from successful irish colonizers even from this very incomplete summary we can see that irish blood brain and brawn have been a valuable acquisition to the building of the fabric of american institutions and that the sons of ireland merit more prominent recognition than has been accorded them in the pages of american history the pharisees of history may have withheld from ireland the credit that is her due But thanks to the never-failing guidance of the records, we are able to show that at all times, whether they came as voluntary exiles or were driven from their homes by the persecutions of government, her sons have had an honorable part in every upward movement in American life testimony adduced from the sources from which this imperfect sketch is drawn cannot be called into question and its perusal by those who so amusingly glorify the anglo-saxon as the founder of the American race and American institutions, would have a chastening influence on their ignorance of early American history, and would reopen the long vista of the years, at the very beginning of which they would see Celt and Teuton, Saxon and Gaul, working side by side, solidifying the fulcrum of the structure on which this great nation rests. References The archives, registers, records, reports, and other official documents mentioned in the text. The various town, county, and state histories. The collections and publications of the following societies. Massachusetts Historical Society. Genealogical Society of Pennsylvania. New York Historical Society. 34 volumes. New York Genealogical and Biographical Society. 44 volumes, Maine Historical Society, Rhode Island Historical Society, Connecticut Historical Society, South Carolina Historical Society, and American Historical Society, New England Historical and Genealogical Register, 67 volumes, Boston, 1847-1913, to New England Historical and Biographical Record. Hakluyt, Voyages, Navigations, Traffics, and Discoveries of the English Nation, London, 1607. Dobbs, The Trade and Improvement of Ireland, Dublin, 1729. Hutchinson, History of Massachusetts from the first settlement in 1628 until 1750, Salem, 1795. Proud, History of Pennsylvania, 1681-1770. to 1770 philadelphia 1797 to 1798 savage genealogical dictionary of the first settlers of new england boston 1860 to 1862 morris editor the makers of new york philadelphia 1895 pope the pioneers of massachusetts boston 1900 the pioneers of maine and new hampshire boston 1908 Richardson, Side Lights on Maryland History, Baltimore, nineteen thirteen. Spencer, History of the United States. Ramsey, History of the United States. Prendergast, Cromwellian Settlement of Ireland. End of section twenty two.